Welcome to the Viewpoint Podcast with your host, Henry Grosek. Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosak. It gives me great pleasure to welcome, for the first time to Viewpoints, Kate Lamont. Kate Lamont's worked in the public health sector for many years and is an aged care advisor and is associated with uh, a group, Residents Improving Secondary Education, called Rise North. They're looking for a, a plan and a better deal for our, our public schools in the northern parts of Melbourne. Uh, but firstly, welcome uh, uh, to Viewpoints, Kate Lamont. Oh, thank you, Henrik, for having me. Um, appreciate being here. Oh, it's our pleasure. Now, Kate, you've uh, before we go into the action group that you've got there, the Rise North, um, a little bit about yourself. You've been in the public health sector for some time. You've got a, a fairly uh, wise head on those issues, I presume? Yeah, yeah I've worked in public health um, pretty much all my life, whether it's been at the coalface in um, hospitals or uh, for policy, working for the Department of Health and have only recently um, moved into the aged care sector. So I'm um, a huge advocate of our public services and I think that's what's really drawn me um, to really be so involved in this campaign about public education. Hmm. Now, um, Rise North, uh that's an interesting title. I like the acronym RISE, Residents Improving Secondary Education. Uh, when did it start? What's its history and what's it all on about? Yeah, it started at the end of February and um, it started when myself and someone that um, I used to work with, um, who lives two streets behind me, um, were in a conversation. We just met each other really. And, you know, the first thing that we talk about here in Oak Park is schooling. We all want to know where we're sending our kids to secondary school. Um, it's a conversation that's had in, you know, in your kids at kinder or childcare or mother's group. And it was no different uh, that day with Mark Brooker and I. And we actually talked about it a little bit more and thought, you know, we should do something about this. We've talked about it so much with other parents. Let's do something about it. So together we just started a Facebook group and we're really overwhelmed with the response. Um, you know, since the end of February, I think now we have close to nearly a thousand people um, who are part of that Facebook group and, um, you know, has become Rise North, Residents Improving Secondary Education uh, for Northmoreland. Um, so we've we've got another coordinator, Ben, who's joined the group because we realised that it wasn't just parents in Oak Park who face this issue. It's parents in the larger Northmoreland area, including those who are zoned to John Faulkner High, those um, like us who are zoned to Glenroy Secondary College. Um, and we're focusing on another school, uh, which is in our zone, which is Pasco Vale Girls um, College as well. Now, the interesting thing is you've got... Uh uh, good resources in primary education. They are extremely well utilised with increasing enrolments, yet there's um, concerns in the secondary sector. Um, what is it that's creating those concerns in the secondary sector, given that, the, that you're not in an area where uh, students are just disappearing off the map and there's none in the community? Yeah, so like you said, you know, really great local public primary schools and um, parents are very happy to use their local public primary school in the area, but we're certainly seeing no direct clear pathway. So our local primary schools aren't feeding in naturally to those zoned um, secondary schools. And it's been a really long-standing issue 
Um, you know, the more you talk to people in the local area, they believe that, it, you know, the forced mergers that happened out here in the 90s under the Kennett government, um, these schools hasn't, haven't really appealed to the community since then. Um, there's a very high discrepancy of male students at our two co-ed schools, which is Glenroy and John Faulkner College, um, 66 and 75% of male students there. So we believe that that's part of, of the issue is that um, parents are a bit reluctant to send um, kids to schools that have, um, you know, more male students than females. And also I think um, the, the quality of outcomes at, at those two schools um, is a barrier for parents as well. We've got, um, I guess, two of the lowest performing uh, secondary schools in, in Victoria. Hmm. Now, the issue there is you've got a Pasco Vale Girls Secondary, John Faulkner Secondary and Glenroy, two co-ed and one girls secondary. What's the view of the girls secondary school up there? Is that uh, viewed as a success or not? Um, look, we certainly hypothesise that we think it impacts on the other school in terms of um, enrolments and, and gender disparity. Um, we ran a survey um, for the our local community. We had 971 responses. And what was really interesting to hear is that um, our community are really after co-ed education. 70% of respondents listed co-ed education as something, um, as an important consideration for high school, whereas only 4% of respondents listed that they look for single-sex schools. And when we asked community about the thoughts of having a public single-sex school in the area, 73% of people thought it was unnecessary to have a public secondary school in the area. Um, so I think there is this community view that the the school potentially does impact on the other co-ed schools in the area. And I think there is a view that, um, you know, single-sex education for people um, who live in, in North Moreland is um, not something that they're necessarily looking for um, and probably isn't reflecting current community standards. Mm. Um, so with these concerns that uh, these surveys show, these findings, presumably you've taken those findings to to people in positions of uh, influence. Uh, what's been the feedback? Yeah, it's been really interesting. We, we have, we've met um, with our local um, Labor representative, that was Lizzie Lanthorn. We met with her... Oh, probably a month ago now, and um, tried to present the survey findings back to her. And to be honest, um, she had low appetite, I think, to hear about our community survey. Um, she had low appetite to hear um, what the community thought about having a public single-sex school in the area. Um, and I think it was more after quick wins that could happen at the two co-ed schools. Um, our thinking around that is that it's going to take more than quick wins to change, you know, 20 to 30 years of um, systemic failure that, that has really been happening at our two, two co-ed schools. And also that what our group is about is um, really giving our community a voice. And we were very disappointed to um, hear that she really had no appetite to hear what the community thought about having a single-sex public school in the area. Mm. Interesting point. We need to take a short break. Kate, can you hold the line? I can. 
We hope you're enjoying this week's episode of the Viewpoints Podcast. For more, visit us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and all the other places you get your podcasts from. To get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at Viewpoints Pod. Our host, Henry Grossack, and our producer, at Rob Kelly Twins. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossack. I'm in the middle of a discussion with Kate Lamont, a spokesperson on behalf of Rise North, uh, a residence improving secondary education in parts of our northern suburbs of Melbourne. Welcome back, Kate. Thanks, Henry. Now, looking at the stats, um, all three schools, Pasco Vale Girls Secondary, John Forker Secondary and Glenroy, the latter two being co-ed schools, they've all had a steady decline since 2014. 13% Glenroy, 11% Faulkner and 20%, the largest one, is for the the single-sex school, um, Pasco Vale Girls. Uh, where are the kids going if the primary enrolments are healthy and they're not really ending up at any of these three schools? That does seem a bit of a diabolical situation to me. Yeah, and look, we're just when you look at this this data, you just can't believe why the government, why the Department of Education hasn't really stepped in to try and understand what the issue is and, and where these kids are going. But look, we've um, tried to do that with our local community survey, and. Um, we're seeing that, you know, kids go either to independent schools or quite a lot move um, from out of area. So quite a lot will, um, families will actually uproot and move to access uh, public schools in different zones um, or they'll um, try public schools, you know, in different zones that have um, perhaps looser enrolment criteria or they can apply on academic grounds um, to get in. The other thing that we're seeing is that our local Catholic co-ed school um, is starting, well, definitely in Oak Park, is starting to become almost like that um, that feeder, uh, that that high school from our that our primary school kids attend. So we're seeing a lot more enrolments there um, because it's a local school that, that kids can um, access and get to when it's co-ed. Mm. So, so you, you people would like a plan to take all of this into account. Is there a, a long-term plan, educational plan for, for your area, uh, for schools? Well, we've had, um, you know, two meetings with the department um, and whilst they're telling us that they're aware of the data, they monitor the data, they're aware of declining enrolments, they're aware of... Um, how these schools are performing and that they're working with the schools, they couldn't really give us a bit of a plan. So they couldn't really outline a strategic plan for the area to really address the declining enrolments. And, you know, like what we're after is um, we want our schools to be schools of choice for kids in our area. We want to attract and retain um, kids in our area that, that attend our local primary schools. So that's why we're after an education plan that focuses on all three public schools in, in North Moreland. So, so what sort of, uh, I mean, given the, that all schools up there seem to be struggling, um, those three, uh, what would your plan in an ideal world look something like? Yeah, look, we're still working with our community to really um, 
hear their voice and feed into the plan. But currently what we would like, how we would like it to look is that we think that um, we do need to include Pascovale girls. Um, we need to assess what effect having a single sex public school in the area has on those two co-ed schools. And whatever improvements we, we want to uh, put in place as part of a plan, we need to include Pasco Vale Girls College because um, any improvements or you know will um, in, impact on them as well. I guess we're really focused on um, the department's KPI. They've got a KPI around um, community confidence and pride in schools, and you know that's what we're after. We we want our schools to be schools of choice that um, the community can have confidence and, and pride in. At the moment, we because of the low enrolments at um, Pask, uh, sorry, at um, Glenroy and John Faulkner, the students there have really limited opportunities. So, for instance, with VCE subjects, um, some subjects that you would expect to be core VCE subjects aren't offered on site. And, you know, if you compare it to our local neighbouring schools, they're only offered about half the amount of VCE subjects. So we really want those schools to um, have lots of opportunities subject-wise for students and to really offer an academic pathway because at the moment those two co-ed schools don't offer an academic pathway um, for students in the area and that's you know parents in the in our area um, want the op opportunity of sending your, your child to a school um, where you know if, if university is an outcome for them that they'll be supported to reach their full potential to take that path. Mm. Yeah, when I look at the stats, and you've got some impressive, interesting stats there, population-wise, um, there really isn't any compelling reason at all from a population-only point of view that um, enrolments should be declining in uh, in those three schools. It, it should be. Um, it should be actually rising compared to other areas and you do quote places like Coburg High School and Moreland South in terms of oh, population yep. and Strathmore. Yeah, whatever your issues are there, there's something needs to be done. Has yeah, If we go back to the Kennet years as I recall them, um, there would have been a fairly, there could have been a, a rather brutal approach which would have been um, something like John Faulkner and Glen Roy would just merge and you'd decrease the number of schools to increase size. That would be ultimately counterproductive, wouldn't it, to the, the community just keep on shrinking the number of schools? Yeah, I think, and that's what you hear from locals in the area, you know, quite a few um, public secondary schools were closed under Kennet, like Oak Park, Hadfield, um, there was, a, I think, a few more in Glenroy. And, you know, I think it was a forced merger um, that, that happened between some schools to make mm. now what is Glenroy Secondary College and... Um, you know, I don't think the issue, I think there's been long-standing issues and, um, you know, since then. Mm. Um, in regards to your comment around population, you know, um, we've got some suburbs uh, such as Glenroy and Coburg North in North Moreland that are some of the fastest growing suburbs for the ages of zero to 19. Mm. So we do have a really young growing population and there, there will be a huge need for secondary school education. And the other interesting thing is, you know, as part of the Coburg High campaign, um, there was uh, 
uh, projections of enrolments forecasted for um, Pasco Vale girls. And back in 2015, they predicted that Pasco Vale girls should have had 1,600 students by 2021. Now, like you said, enrolments have declined by 20% instead of increasing. So it's important to understand, well, why, why is that the case? Does this single-sex model not suit um, the, the people who live in the zoned area? And, and should the government, I guess, be listening to the community and, and refining um, the education model out here to suit the needs of residents? Well, well, one would one would assume that uh, government uh, government should be listening to their communities. Um, have you had any any good fortune in that regard with uh, the minister, uh, Minister Molino? Well, we have written to Minister Molino, and we were informed that he was too busy uh, to meet with our group. Um, but he encourages us to continue to meet with the department, so we've met with them twice. Um, but in saying that, I, I did see um, Mr Molino respond to Lizzie Blanthorne's um, adjournment in Parliament where he was quite adamant that Pascovale Girls College would remain a single-sex school. And um, I must admit, watching that, I just shook my head because I just don't understand how they... Um, how you, how you can't listen to community, you know, having worked in government, uh, mind you, in health, um, we listen to community. If we saw a hospital with declining presentations or admi admissions, if we saw the same hospital have um, poor community reputation, it would send red flags to us and, and we would be working with that local community to understand their needs and how we can better support them to access their local public health services. So I just can't understand why the same thing doesn't happen from mm. an education point of view. I mean, mergers and uh, those sorts of things and reorgs have been around a long time and they're political and they're highly, highly sensitive and uh, it's very easy to get them, them wrong. Uh, in terms of communicating in the community, um, I'm not familiar with your area. The, the three colleges that we're talking about, um, are they on board in terms of a conversation about the future for secondary education in your area? Look, actually, Pasco Vale Girls College is uh, really on board. The leadership there is fantastic. We've met with them um, a few times and we even had the opportunity to meet with their school council, which was great. And you can imagine it was um, a robust decision uh, discussion Sorry, we had with the council, but it was really great to have that discussion. Uh, John Faulkner College has uh, great leadership and they're really on board as well. Um, we've asked to meet with their school council and we're waiting um, to get a time back there. And Glenroy Secondary, um, we've met with leadership there. They have an interim executive principal there. Um, and it was great that he was able to give us some time to meet. Uh, but we haven't had as much luck meeting with their school council. Um, we have requested a, a few times and we're hoping that they might be interested to meet with us because um, really we're supporting issues that they raised. You know, for instance, the issue around declining enrolments, high percentage of male students and querying the impact of a single sex school in the area uh, was something that they identified in their strategic plan 2018 to 22. So, you know, we're on the same team there. We're wanting to work with the community. So hoping we can meet with them um, about that. 
Yes. No, look, um, many years ago when I was a, a young teacher, I was a metropolitan relieving teacher in Northern Region for a couple of years, uh, Kate, and uh, yeah. I, I had the privilege of uh, spending time in, it was admittedly in the primary sector, the schools up there, and uh, I, I have very fond memories of uh, the energy and the vibrancy and the community spirit up there, and it—I uh, can just—I uh, can just wish you and all of the people up there the, the very best in coming up with something that that works. It's a win-win for everybody in the uh, education sector uh, in in that in in for Rise North. Oh, thank you, Henrik. Yep, that's exactly it. We love our area. The people mm. are amazing, and, and we just want to keep people in the area. We want to keep our kids going to local schools. Yep, makes good sense to me. Uh, that was Kate Lamont, spokesperson for Rise North, residents improving secondary education uh, in, in, in those northern suburbs. And as I said, yes, I spent time up there as a young teacher and it was a real privilege to work there. And I, I certainly hope for the people up there, um, the whole communities up there and the kids, that uh, they can resolve this in a way that ends up being a win-win for everyone. You've been listening to the Viewpoints Podcast, hosted by Henry Grossek and produced by Rob Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and rate us via Apple Podcasts. 